Hello, Chris. How are you? Good, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, really good. Um, I only got up ten minutes ago before the episode. Um, you got you got up ten minutes ago. Yeah, from my nap. Do you not have yeah. naps? No, naps. I don't. I don't have naps. No. So you work for yourself at yeah. home, and you yeah. don't take naps during the day. No, I, do you know what? I find sleeping during the day really makes me feel. I feel like jet lagged if I if I go to go and have a nap for like an hour <laughs> or two hours. No, genuinely, and I just for the rest of the day I just feel uh, really really off. The only time, ironically, that I do nap during the day is when I'm jet lagged. So you know, if mm. uh, when I was in Australia a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, for the first week or so, I was just going to bed at like two o'clock, two thirty in the afternoon, sleeping through till five six dinner and then working into the evening um but yeah no i can't i can't handle napping during the day <laughs> that's really strange but when i um do, do you not find yourself getting tired towards the end of the day and like you run out of focus and you start just having to get a tea or a coffee or move about no i i i've always found um and and this is potentially a, a topic for a future episode. I've always found that the best time of the day for me to work is actually in the afternoon and in the evening and into the morning. Um, particularly, you know, years ago when I was first getting started and I was working like multiple jobs, I had a day job and I was freelancing, you know, I'd work till four or five o'clock in the agency, come home. Uh, this is when I was, you know, 23, 24, I guess. Um, come home and... Uh, dinner you know watch some tv and then start working again at like nine o'clock and work through till one two in the morning i find that's when i'm most productive okay between um between 9 p.m and sort of the, the early hours because i've got no distractions going on but yeah. i always find myself in a lull from about after lunch mm-hmm. maybe soon after lunch and my food's digesting or sort of 3 p.m I'm just like, wow, I need to pick me up. I need to go for a walk. I need to go and do something. Um, or or when you're at home, just take a hour nap. Um, right. And th- then I'll feel good hour afterwards. Nap. <laughs> nice. Did well, you, um, I hope you enjoyed your nap. I did. Do you get like a full eight hours sleep of a night? Uh, it Probably not. Probably closer to seven. Um, I'm trying to... I'm trying to get up earlier than I, I have historically. Um, historically? Well, <laughs> on the particularly, particularly <laughs> since I started. So when I started, um, when I started, uh, you know, started my business, um, my fiance, Emma, was still um, uh, working like in a, you know, in a, in a day job. Um, and so she would, you know, her alarm would go off at seven or whatever, and, and she would be out the door at nine o'clock. Um, she then started her own business and most of her work kind of starts at like 10, 11 o'clock. So often I find that, you know, we don't have to set an alarm because my commute is down the stairs. Uh, and, um, you know, we can sleep till 8.30, watch TV until 11, 12 o'clock at night and sleep till 8.30. Um, I've been trying to retrain myself a little bit and uh, sleep earlier and get up earlier. So I've been getting up this week in particular, I've been getting up at like, 6.30, 6.45, walking across to the gym, doing a workout, walking home, and then having breakfast and, and sort of starting work at 9, 9.30. But trying to use that time first thing in the morning uh, to, to do something productive. Yeah, my my, my ideal day um, is getting up at 5.30, uh, having having some porridge, then, then I go to the gym. I used to walk to the gym, terrible idea. I now drive to the gym. Um, no, no, you got see. I used to drive to the gym all the time, right? But the 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 thing I ended up discovering was that the walk is like an extra twenty minutes workout. Really, it's like you warm up and you and you cool down at the end. I like I haven't driven to the gym, and I like my dad raised me on the mantra: if if God had meant for us to walk, he wouldn't have invented cars, right? That was one of my dad's, <laughs> is one of my dad's like favorite sayings. Yeah. And I drive everywhere. The gym's like a ten minute walk, um, but I was finding that, and this is a tangent, but like it's a it's like a three minute drive, and then you've got to drive like around in the multi story car park trying to find a spot. And then you have to walk down to the gym and it was taking as long to drive there as it does now just to walk. So <laughs> I just, I walk now and I haven't driven to the gym for like 12 months. That's good. And I appreciate that. But when I'm trying to fit it in the morning, 
um it's it's a half hour walk each way for me to get to the gym okay and so it, it literally it saves me 25 minutes each way so 50 no, minutes play. um i'm fully an advocate of of walking to the gym or running to the gym but when i'm when it's six o'clock in the morning and i'm half asleep i just want to just want to get there do my workout get home so yeah I'll, I'll do that from six till seven um get home then i'll make lunch and I, I went through a phase of doing this every single day i'll make lunch and do whatever else i need to do seven till eight cycling to work and i also cycle to work which is an hour of exercise um getting to work for nine do my day and then i hopefully get to bed at sort of 10 11 p.m and then do mm-hmm. that all again and once i get into a good pattern and a routine i can do that every single day and i feel great mm-hmm. doing that every day but recently i've just come i've knocked myself out of my routine and we'll, we'll get onto this a, a bit later in the episode because i've been terribly unmotivated the last couple of weeks but i, I get myself into these terrible ruts where i am um, where I end up just completely being topsy-turvy in my sleeping pattern and um, I, I feel awful for it. So um, on on a Thursday or Friday night, because I was working from home on the Friday so I can, I know I, could, I don't have to get up till 9am. Um, so I'm w- walking, walking home. Are you standing, yeah. by the way? Have you got a standing yeah. desk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I bought this last year. It's amazing. Oh, well, we'll get onto that at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I started playing. I started playing games on the on the Thursday night, and I stayed up till four in the morning playing games. Nice. And then Friday did the same thing, but this time till six a.m. So I'm staying up till six a.m. sleeping from six till two in the afternoon. Um, this is the weekend. Weekend where I historically, to use your phrase, um, use the weekends to to do the agency work and to to try and do other projects that, that yeah. are good fun to me. But there I am, up till 6am, um, feeling terrible playing games, feeling sorry for myself, uh, getting up at 2pm and not feeling productive and not wanting to do anything. And then do yeah. the same thing. I did the same thing Saturday. Um, and then Monday, I, I, I tried to get to sleep at... Uh, um, at midnight and I was like look if I can get to sleep at midnight I'll reset myself get up early um, go to the gym but I, I just couldn't sleep because I, I, I was upside down so I virtually didn't sleep Sunday night got into work Monday morning felt terrible like absolutely terrible hadn't slept um, went into uh, got about four hours into my day about lunchtime and I I couldn't do it. I went home and slept. <laughs> Literally just went went home at one. Um, said sorry guys, not going to be able to work for the rest of the day. I'm staring at my screen. Nothing's nothing's making sense. Yeah. Um, I'm like sweating and feeling horrible. So I sleep until I don't know eight p.m. Um, like now I'm com- I'm completely topsy turvy uh, in terms of my sleep pattern. But luckily, I managed to get to sleep Monday night, and I've reset myself. Nice. Uh, I, I've not reset myself to five thirty, but I'm now getting up at seven and just going to sleep at a normal time. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, cool. but yeah, that that was a gone. No, no, no. I, th- I think um, it's one of the it's one of the advantages, and I guess the disadvantages of of uh, of of being self employed. I guess is that you know when when you have to be at, at the office from nine till five thirty or whatever it's like well you know i have to do this um but when when you don't it, it is easy to fall into a different pattern to just go oh i don't have to be up in the morning you know or whatever i can start work later i can work till later in the day um and it's it's definitely an advantage but it also can it i think that's one of the things that's really important is actually um making sure you do set some kind of uh boundaries for yourself i guess not saying you have to be you have to be strict um, you know, you can you can go out, you can stay up till two in the morning playing Xbox if you want to, but uh, you, you have to have a bit more self. I'm not saying you specifically, but you know, you have to have a bit more discipline. That's kind of part of the job. Yeah, in in my in my case especially, when when I was I, when I was playing my games, thinking just go to sleep, and 
when, when I was younger, I was terrible at it. And I've com- I completely got out of it. I was, I've, I've gone months without even touching my games console. It, it doesn't do much for me. Mm. I don't love playing it. But it's, it's the endorphins you get. And it was because I was feeling unmotivated and feeling sorry for myself that I picked up the controller and started playing the games. Yeah. And then they're made to keep you hooked and keep you addicted. <laughs> and so I just, I, I went into this spiral and, um, and yeah, it was just, it was just fucking terrible. Uh, I, yeah. Have, having a routine for me, if I do that 5.30, go to the gym, go to work, I feel great mm. because it, I'm tired. At, come 10 p.m., I'm tired and I go to sleep. Yeah, and I'm not worried about staying up and and trying to get or just trying to be extra productive or play games if I need to. I will sleep at 10. Um, yeah, or go to bed at 10. So yeah, that, that that was a bit of a tangent about sleep and my general state of mind over the last few weeks. That's all but good, mate. something I also did in the last few weeks is um. Mm. Recorded a bonus episode of the Agency Startup Podcast. I heard this. Yeah, I felt so... like you were cheating on me a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm into that kind of stuff, so I, I, <laughs> I, I, that's not true. <laughs> I, I, I did kind of think that when I was when I was recording it. it was like, I was thinking Ooh. of you the whole time. <laughs> it meant nothing to me. <laughs> you, you're disgusting. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was one episode in, but I did, I did make it a bonus episode. It wasn't yes. part of our, our regular scheduling. Okay. Um, and the guy I recorded the episode with was Mark Asquith from Rebel Base Media, who are a really cool podcasting company. They do a very similar thing to what, what I'm starting out doing with the podcast production, but then they also have a suite of podcasting tools, which is, which is really clever what they've done. Actually, they've, built like a, a design for podcasting um websites for podcasting and then they've just recently built a podcast host which was a little bit about what the what the episode was and uh mark had also built this built an agency up from scratch bootstrapped mm-hmm. it so i thought it would be an interesting chat so i've thrown that in there as a as a bonus episode for you to go and listen to he he, he does a good thing actually on his website, you can just bookmark him for a podcast. Yeah, he's got one of the Calendly links. Um, oh yeah, si- similar to what HubSpot and Drift have. You just pick a time, pick a half hour time, send the topic of your of your podcast, and you can book him for a podcast. You have a Zoom call. And I thought that was that's really quite cool. cool. Yeah. So uh, it, it was interesting to chat with him, see what he's doing with with Rebel Base and um, the the podcast host that he's got what's your thoughts on podcast hosting because i i also had a i was chatting with someone on twitter last night they all seem a much for muchness to me yeah i think um i mean i'm i'm using a simple cast i think mm. um but that was on on your recommendation i think a few months ago i um uh yeah i mean they all kind of have different features and um but but they're they're mainly I don't want to say cosmetic but you know everyone seems to offer the the, the same kind of seventy five to eighty five percent of functionality and then everyone else has you know kind of twenty to fifteen percent of uh, you know stuff that other people may or may not have um, I think it comes down to personal preference there's there's a lot of there's a couple of companies that I found that I was I was sort of like, oh yeah, I know, you know, I I listen to these these uh, the the podcast that these people or these guys make, um, you know, I've I've listened to this stuff for years. I really really dig their work. Maybe I'll sign up with them. Uh, and then I looked at the player for the podcast, and it was just awful, like the embeddable web, yeah. you know, yeah. the, and it was like, holy crap, what is this? And that completely put me off, uh, using the you know using this company. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it all comes down to personal preference, but but more or less, they, as long as they're you know they're kind of stable and and they're not too expensive and, and they've got the the bulk of the features, I think you you can pretty much go with anyone. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I remember our chat when you you we were first talking about yeah. launching inbound happy hour, and I literally I, I was with Transistor, um, which I, I I was happy with. I 
I, I generally like their product. It was a good price, but Simplecast had nicer websites, and mm. I thought I, I I would like a nice website for my podcast. That if people search it, if people want to listen to it on the web, they can go to a nice place to listen to it. And I don't think mm-hmm. Transistor's website is that good, and it was cheaper, so I gave it a go. And I, I, I still use Transistor. I use it for this podcast. I use it for the company I work for's podcast. Um, and it, it, it's a good product, but they pretty much have identical features ac- mm. across the board. They're, as you say, there's that 15, 20% of features that are slightly different. Uh, but for me, yeah, I, I want something that's fast, easy to use. Um, uh, I can embed embed the player. Yeah, uh, looks I, good. It'll, it'll upload to a website. Great. That, that's all I need. Yeah, um, no, agreed. So, yeah. So it was it was interesting to chat to Mark. So I'll if I'll leave that in the show notes to to go and listen to it. Nice. Um, another thing I found um, actually a couple of weeks ago was this tweet from. Uh, have you heard of Wayno? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Wayno Creative Agency. They make yeah. really really nice stuff. Really nice stuff. Oh my god! I've just looked at their um their Twitter profile. And it's a sausage, a hot dog. That's really strange. That is, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> their founder um, has got a good presence on Twitter, and he always tweets some some thought provoking things. And the tweet he put out uh, it was actually at the end of July, but he said, "I was a freelancer for eight years. I was always broke, and I had anxiety whether or not I would get paid on time every month." Often clients would wait months to pay, causing me constant he- headaches. That's why the policy at Wayno has always been to pay freelancers within 24 hours. And mm. this got a load of love, a load of love from a lot of freelancers, a lot of agencies um, about just pay your freelancers and your contractors quickly. What's your thoughts on it, Chris? Well, my first thoughts are, why, why do people use the like function on Twitter more than they use the retweet feature. So it's got 112 retweets and 1.7 thousand likes. But a like doesn't really do anything, does it? It doesn't show up in your feed or... Am I missing something? It uh, it, it does. Um, it, I don't know if, um, if Tweetbot pulled through this. You use uh, maybe that's what it is because I'm still using Tweetbot. Maybe it's if you're in the 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 the, uh, the the main Twitter app, then it actually shows up. Because mm. I, I I see the equivalent amount of likes in my feed, and I do retweets. They no joke. They they do virtually the same thing. But okay, I see, interesting. I see, I, I see what you mean. It's because <laughs> likes used to be years ago used to be favorites, or they were stars or whatever. So you could favorite them and go back to them, and then they changed it to likes. Uh, this is another tangent. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I think having, having been a freelancer, uh, and, and now being a, a kind of agency owner, um, you know, trying to get paid is one of the hardest parts of the job. Um, it, it, it would be, it would be great if more companies did kind of behave like that. Um, but the reality is they don't. So, you know, as, as a, as a freelancer or, you know, kind of a, a, a person for hire, you have to, you have to sort of put your own processes in place that you work to to make sure you get paid. Do you, do you have anything in place like 50% up front or a contract yeah. signed? Yep. So I, so every new project, uh, unless it's a really small kind of, you know, one day, Hey, quick, can you just do this thing? Um, with, with someone that I've worked with before. And I know, um, every company that I work with signs a contract, uh, and every company I work with pays a 50% deposit before, the project actually starts. Mm. Uh, and I think that's really, I've never really had any problem with it. I was doing that years and years ago when I was just kind of building, you know, websites for, for small businesses, so exactly the same policy. Uh, I only ever had one um, go south. Uh, and it was uh, back then, I think it was like, it was like a two and a half thousand dollar website. Um, and they paid the the deposit of twelve fifty, uh, built the site, and sort of you know they they gave me a bit of content, uh, but I, I built the site out and the agreed pages and said hey the site's ready you know could you want to let's have a session where we fill the we populate the content, uh, 
wouldn't wouldn't respond wouldn't respond wouldn't respond i called them uh <laughs> i kept calling them and and they they wouldn't answer my calls so i called them from a different number and they did answer my calls <laughs> so which was weird um so i spoke to the guy and he was like oh yeah 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 no we need need to get on that need to get on it uh, and they just never did um i i couldn't get them to pay the rest of the uh the the bill uh they didn't want the site there was no animosity or anything like that they just i don't know whether something happened with their business or whether there was a you know it was a, a family-owned business whether there was a, a relationship issue or something happened that i i wasn't privy to um and they they disappeared and the the rest of the bill never got paid uh, you know i i'd 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 had half the money through, so my my time was covered. It wasn't. It certainly wasn't a profitable project. Um, but you know, had I not taken that deposit, it would have been, you know, a couple of months' work for for nothing. Yeah, and it, it's surprising the amount that this happens for for mm. freelancers and people don't respect freelancers or contractors' time, and. Uh, I, I saw another thing on Twitter, which was um, a, gu- a guy doing a, a or, or a friend had asked a guy to do some wedding photos, mm. and then they were like, "Oh, can can you do a video as well? Uh, uh, oh, can can you do a dreamy edit and also bring your drone? Mm. You just throw that in nonchalantly." And he was like, "Yeah, okay, it's a five-hour drive, but I can probably do that for about eight hundred quid." And they're like, "Oh, we were thinking more, hundred and fifty." It's just like, no, no, people just don't respect the fact that freelancers, um, it's difficult to be a freelancer, you don't get regular pay paychecks and no, you don't get a pension, you don't get holidays. You don't, I mean, it's you, you get other benefits. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this earlier, actually, when I was when I was looking through the show notes, um, and and one of my one of my kind of uh, goals, and, 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 and it's not like a written down goal, but just something that I've always kind of aspired to be able to do in my business is um, to be able to say no to people. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's a really, really um, important and powerful thing to be able to do as uh, a freelancer or an agency owner or a contract or whatever, is to be in a position to be able to say, no thanks, that's not how I work or no, thanks. I don't want that project. Um, because often when you're getting started, it is a, you know, you're kind of a, um, you just kind of have to take any project that you, that you can. That's like uh, me. I, I, I take the majority of projects I get offered. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I, I know for a fact that you're very good at what you do. Um, but I'm, 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 I could probably say with, with some degree of certainty that if someone came to you with something that you weren't necessarily, you knew kind of roughly how to do, but weren't necessarily like really, really skilled at, you'd be like, yeah, 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 I can take it. And you just figure it out later. It's hustle. Like that's just, you know, yeah. I hate, I kind of hate that word, um, cause it's <laughs> so overused, but, but you know, it's, it's that, that hustle of, of, of starting a business and, and trying to get a name out there. Um, but I recognized me personally really early on that if you don't say no, people will walk over you. Um, so, you know, sometimes you have to actually say, no, no, that's not a good fit for me or no, no, that project doesn't kind of fit with with my, you know, skills or, or whatever or my, you know, I haven't got time or no, that's not how, you know, my processes work. Sorry, if, um, you know, if you don't want to pay a deposit, that's fine, but... Unfortunately, that's how I work. So if you don't like that, then I'm sorry we won't be able to work together. Um, and I think that's a really, really important thing to be able to do as a as a freelancer. Definitely, and that, that that's a place I want to be 100%. I'm lucky that I've got the full time job, so I can I can say yeah. no to more more projects now. But what, when I not... did first start out, I was saying yes to everything. You want a website? Yeah. Sure. You want photos? Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. It's it's not. It's certainly not about being. Uh, being arrogant or cocky or you know it's it's not like it's not like no I'm, I'm too good for this project it's 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 about being able to say you know what's the best use of my time um and and what protects me uh you know if as far as uh you know as far as my uh you know career and 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 requirements and all that sort of stuff what are the biggest red flags for you then uh 
unrealistic expectations are a big one. Um, and I think that's really common. You know, um, we've got a 500 pound budget and we want, uh, you know, <laughs> Ben Hur, you know, from, from your point of view, video perspective, um, the, the, you know, people don't, people are hiring you as a professional. They don't necessarily have to understand exactly what it is you do. Otherwise they wouldn't be hiring you, but people who have unrealistic expectations, um, video is a classic one. I've, I've, I caught up with a mate today who, who runs a video agency. Um, and, and he was telling me about, you know, the amount of people that come to him with a project, uh, and say, well, this is what we need to deliver. Um, but we don't have the location and we don't have, uh, any talent and we don't have et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we can just fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, and I know that's that is like yeah. it's a cliche in the video industry, but it still happens. Like, oh yeah, we can just uh, we can just do that in in visual effects, can't we? It's like no, no, you you can't just do that in visual effects. <laughs> God, I I had um I had someone come to me who he wanted <laughs> he wanted their event recorded, and I was like, mm. cool, that that that'll be. That'll be eight hundred quid for the event if you want the three speakers recorded. Oh, eight hundred quid. Well, you just you just put a tripod in the corner and leave it. Yeah, I was like, right, no, I don't just put a tripod in the corner and leave it. <laughs> it's um, oh, I've still got yeah, it's slight slightly more than that. Um, so I I respectfully declined that project as soon as they said that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, often uh, it's it's often you you find I think that it, it it ends up with those kind of projects and I know this is slightly different to what we were talking about originally with with kind of paying people on time but you know when you get into those unrealistic expectations projects it, it can often it, it takes more time than like it's it's yeah okay you can break it down and say well I made this much per hour or this much per day or or whatever but the amount of time it actually takes to deliver those projects and to manage expectations, uh, it, you know, makes those kind of projects just not worth doing. hundred percent. And I, I'm, I'm a big fan of what, what Wayno are doing. Uh, well, when, whenever I have a contract to do any work, I, I always pay them as quick as I can mm. because I, 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 I know how it feels as a freelancer not to be paid. And I, am. Um, I, I got a guy to do some work for me a while back and I just, he, he charged me 50% upfront. I was cool with that. I did not have the money to give him the extra 50% before he delivered the work. And I sent him a message. I was like, mate, I'm really, really sorry. Um, I don't have the money yet. Um, I, I have it coming in. I just don't have it yet. Uh, and he was fine with it because I'd been open and said to him, I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the worst thing is, is when someone ghosts you and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Um, but it, if if you really can't play a free, pay a freelancer um, or a contractor, but you do have a time you are going to pay them, just let them know and be honest and say, look, mm. really, really sorry. 100% going to pay you as soon as this money comes in. Because as with agencies, if you're an agency contracting out work, you have to be paid for that. Mm for that um for that cash flow to work and if you're not paid by your client then it's going to rest restrict cash flow to be able to pay your contractor um but luckily th this guy was good it wasn't it wasn't a huge bill i just um i just had to had to wait a week or so to pay him cool so yeah um that that's a that those those are my thoughts on paying freelancers yeah, no, to totally agree. And you know, it's it's great to see to see companies like that that are actually, uh, and it comes from experience, I guess. You know, having having been in that position. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see more of that. People paying their bills on time. <laughs> Agreed. Got another bit of news. I bought a new chair. You bought a new chair. Bought a new chair. Oh, um, I'm jealous. I love. Oh, I suppose we can talk about your standing desk now as well. Um, but yeah, I. I I bought a Herman Miller Aeron chair. When I was at the agency I worked for before, they had Herman Miller Aeron chairs and they mm. were amazing. Like the, the thing is with chairs, um, if you're sitting in a chair for uh, 
eight hours a day or in my case even more when i'm doing doing the the freelance and agency work you've there's so much pressure and on on your back on your legs and having a good chair that gives you good lumbar support and is actually comfortable for the whole day i find a lot of chairs i get too sweating (laughs) um a lot of chairs i my back hurts and i'm end up fidgeting the herman miller Aeron chairs were just amazing because they're meshed that it doesn't get too warm Mm -hmm. and i never notice it's there i never feel any pain with the chair the whole time i was working at the agency so as soon as i left i knew the one thing i wanted for my home office was a was a herman miller Aeron. the trouble is they're they're about a thousand pound new um but there's a great used market of them for about 250 quid i managed to get my baby for 150 quid off gumtree nice Um, amazing purchase i can now work for hours at a time without getting any pain at all um when i'm working and i actually feel supported by it Mm. so yeah Yeah, nice i'm actually uh i've been looking at the the steel case gesture which is uh it's, it's actually wire cutters pick uh as as one of the best office chairs for the last couple of years um so I, I I'm using in my office uh, a, a a dining table chair. It has no padding. No. It's just yeah, no, I know, and I have been for the last couple of years. Um, it's it's really bad. <laughs> so I need Chris, to I need to. Uh, it, it's one of those things that I do need to invest in. But I I, I had the the option last year of either buying a a new desk or a new chair, uh, and I went with the desk. Um, the the standing desk. It is a uh, a Jarvis standing mm. desk, which again mm. is a another wire cutter um, wire cutter favorite. Uh, it's really good. It's um, I think it's about 180 centimeters long. Um, so it's the the biggest model. I think they go 120, 150, and 180. Um, you know, bamboo, uh, really nice desktop. Uh, it goes up to I think 125 centimeters high. I think uh so i i use it like i'm sort of i was better at the beginning of standing up i'm not so good now um but often for like for meetings whenever i have a call um or you know like we're doing this podcast uh i will stand up and and put the desk up and and do that um but yeah it's great but i do need to get a chair yeah i chris you you spend you you a lot of time sitting down on your chair mm. and you use an office chair that is terrible for your back terrible. yeah no i know i know i've actually if you don't get serious just... back pain from that you especially you know in a few years time from your few years sitting on your dining chair i mean great yeah. good on you getting the standing desk but god you've got a that's terrible <laughs> yeah i know Very I, I actually just got a quote last week from a company in london to get a uh to get a desk chair so i'm gonna go and see them i'm gonna I've, I've organized to go and visit their showroom so oh, nice. uh, i will uh I, i'll i will report back when i eventually pull the trigger and i probably i think i'll probably be later in the year but uh yeah by by the new year i'm hoping to have an actual proper desk chair yeah i've just looked at the steel case gesture and that looks lovely it, it mm. ticks all the boxes you've got the um the 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 lumbar support which i talk about a lot your lower back just making sure that um that's supported and it yeah i actually looked at buying one uh probably about this time last year actually uh, and i went to i went to a um an office supply company uh over near near well kind of near home about half an hour away it wasn't in london it was out in the uh out in the country and um just to try the chairs out you know so you can see what you know what's good what's comfortable uh and and they had a couple of chairs that I tried and they had the, the gesture um, and they're like, here, you try this, but it was in the boss's office. <laughs> so the, the CEO or the MD or whatever, it was his actual desk chair. And they were like, yeah, try it. Like, fid- you know, fiddle with the knobs and stuff like that. And I was just like, come on guys, there's, there's no way I'm going into the boss's office. And like, can you imagine, imagine, you know, when you come back to your desk when oh, you work and yeah. someone has fiddled with your chair <clears throat> and it ju- it's just the worst thing. Um, you know, even, even if it's just like a fraction of a, of a, 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 a centimeter of a change, it just 
makes you and maybe you know they work in a in an office supply store maybe they're used to it but i was just like do you know what i want some time to actually test this thing out i'm not going to start fucking around with the boss's chair because if he comes back in he's going to be pissed off and if that were me i would be pissed off as well so i i didn't i ended up that that kind of experience kind of put me off buying it from them and i was just like uh i you know i'll i'll don't worry about it Um, i've got so many thoughts on that (laughs) What on unscrewing with someone's office chair? <laughs> oh yeah, well I, I I've many times I've gone back to to my chair after a week off or even even a day off, and someone else has sat in it, and I've sat as you say, even the most minuscule change. Mm. I'm like, who's been sitting on my chair, and why did you change it? Yeah, I'm not used to route rocking back, or it's it's too high, um, and yeah, the 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 fact you didn't didn't buy from them is is um a hundred percent down to customer experience and it just mm. emphasizes why customer experience is so important oh yeah i mean i'm you... i'm fussy with that sort of stuff anyway like the so even you should the, kind be. Of, it's a thousand the smallest chair. thing yeah no, no no i know but even even the smallest thing with in regards to that kind of stuff can 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 put me off um but uh yeah, it was just kind of like, nah, this is like, I, I wanted a showroom that they could leave me alone for half an hour and I could try stuff out and see what was comfortable. <laughs> but it was just like, here, this is the boss's chair. You're like, it's like, well, I can't, I can't sit in here for, you know, for 20 minutes and play with this chair. Like, it's, this isn't a uh, showroom. This is just your office. That's so weird. I, I've got three examples of great customer experiences. Maybe want to buy something. Yeah. Um, two of them were like showroom stores in London. And that was the Sono store. They had okay. a pop up for a while, which is amazing, nice. and the Van Moof store, which is a, which is a cycling store. Then I'll get onto the other one in a sec. So you, the Sono store, you go in there, and they've got booths, they've got rooms with like really cool setups with, mm-hmm. with Sono speakers, and they they give you an iPad, and they go, they go shut the door, play with it, give you give you as much time as they need, show you how it works, and then yeah. just leave you. And it's like, oh, this is great. I can spend as much time in here just getting to know how the system works, and that was like this is amazing i feel great i'm just i'm I'm in this store trying out the sono speakers for as long as i want so yeah good experience there and then van moof it was similar uh they do really nice bikes they said here you are here's a bike go and ride it um i was like do you want anything they're like no just ride it um because they've got gps in their bikes they they mm-hmm. can track them so i went out for half an hour <clears throat> get, did a did a nice bike ride and i came back thinking Wow, I really, really, really want one of those bikes. So that's two places I've been to, both with, with actually intending to buy anything, and I, I haven't yet. But both times I went out wanting to buy it and f- feeling really good about their products. The third one was recently. Is um, it's a bit more extreme, but the, the 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 concept of it is still there. Mini Cooper. Um, I was looking at cars. Um, and I saw Mini Cooper offer a 48-hour test drive. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. And when you're buying a car, it is a huge purchase. It's the second biggest purchase you're going to make, generally. Um, And so if you're buying a car, you want to know it is the right thing. And all you get when you're buying cars is the showroom where they're in the best possible condition they can Mm. be, in the best possible light, with a sales guy sitting in the car with you going oh yeah it's got this and that and you're like i'll oh, just fuck off i'm not interested in what you've got to say i i, I just want to and then you do you do a little drive not nice slow drive uh, and I, I was looking at the john cooper works mini so it's quite a meaty one and i was doing a little drive like oh yeah i'm going 20 miles an hour and i, I, could, I couldn't even test the car out then after that you think I, I i have no idea what this car is actually like mm. so um so yeah, I, I took it away for a weekend. Literally, they, they give you the car for a weekend and say, just go and drive it. And it is so, so good to take a car, um, huge purchase, and just have it for as long as you want and drive yeah, it. Yeah, that's really and good. That, and it was a wonderful, wonderful customer experience. And that made me want to buy one. The only trouble with was I didn't actually like the car. The car wasn't actually that good. But oh, right. The, the experience was great and it, yeah. it, it really makes me inclined to, to go back there and to recommend them. It's so important now, isn't it? And, and if we could talk about customer experience all night, but there's, there's so many industries that are, are just, you know, 
minor changes. Um, I bought uh, the last couple of weeks. I bought two away suitcases. Oh, did have you? you? Seen these? Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. yeah. I have. So I've been it, it was, very interested. It, it was M's birthday, um, and I I wanted to get one for ages, uh, and and she kind of needed a new new bag as well. So I bought I bought two of those, um, and they're great. Like you know they're I mean they're they're suitcases, but they've got the the battery, and you know they like they're nice and stylish and um, whatever. Um, but you've got a hundred days to send it back, mm. which is you know you you buy a you buy a suitcase from. I don't know, wherever John Lewis, Debenhams. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never bought a suitcase at a shop like that. But it's like, here it is. You know, you, you've got a return window if it's still kind of in its package and not used and, you know, the labels are still on. You can take it back and get your, your you know, refund from the store. But this is like, they basically say, you've got 100 days. You can take it on holiday with you. You can try it out. You know, you can you can essentially, to a certain extent, beat the crap out of it. Uh, and actually try and use it, and if you don't like it at the end of that hundred days, you can send it back. Same thing with um with some of the mattresses. Now you can send a mattress back. Yeah, oh. after you've slept <laughs> on it for a hundred days. Yeah. Um. You know the mattress industry is a fucking cartel. <laughs> like normally, it's such a sham. Yeah. But uh, you know, you you even you buy a pillow or a mattress in a in a shop, and as soon as you're out the door, that's it. Yeah. Um. But and like you, companies you, like you're Casper really, and sorry. No, I was going to say companies like Casper and, and those kind of, you know, sleep startup e, yeah. kind of companies, 100 days and you can send it back. That's that's so good. And it just makes people, oh, okay, well, I can test this out. I can I can sleep on this thing. And if I don't like it, I can actually send it back. And the majority of people aren't actually going to send something back. Just Of course the... they're not. Yeah. Could you imagine if you, you beat the crap out of your suitcase and you've gone, yeah, well, I'm done with this and send it back. You must have no moral moral leveling at all. I'm going to send mine back. <laughs> I'm not really. I, I, you know what? I couldn't tell if you were serious there or not. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are they like? Are you, are they yeah, good? they're good. Uh, we, got the, uh, we got the bigger... So that they have two sizes in their carry-ons, mm. uh, the, the carry-on and the bigger carry-on. The, the idea is that the, the carry... When you, when you put your bag in a, uh, the, the measurement thing at the airport, they're actually a fraction bigger than the actual sort of custom or regular suitcase yeah. size so they've just kind of given you an extra inch um i really dig it i bought it for uh well primarily for um uh, for boston in a couple of weeks um because i just need a new bag and i just want to go um carry on only um so uh yeah uh, uh, well we will um we'll uh you'll see it when we're when we're on our way to to boston yeah, I'm keen to have a look because I've been looking at a away suitcase for a while. I'm very much in all of their retargeting campaigns. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 keen actually. I'm pleased you like it. Did did Get you use board. it for for Australia? No, it, I mine only arrived uh, yesterday. I think Em's uh, turned up the week before because I had I bought two. But uh, the first one I sent to Em's aunt's place because it was a birthday present. I didn't want it turning up at the door. And then her birthday was last weekend. So then I ordered another one and that came yesterday or the day before for me. So it's sat in the... We're going away next week. So it's sat for just for a, a week down the beach. So um, yeah, I'm keen to try it out next week. Nice. Cool. Well, well, we started talking about chairs and ended up talking about suitcases and cars. Yeah. So that was, um, that was a good tangent. That was good. Uh, how how long are we in, by the way? We go in forty five minutes. Um, I I I want to talk about how unmotivated I've been the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Since since we last spoke on on the last episode, I said um, I I'm you were going to do gonna some run, ads, yeah. I'm going to run some ads and uh make a make a little campaign only put what 50 quid behind it and see if i get anything out of it didn't do it mm-hmm. um thought thought about it a few times and how how, how i'd sort of approach it and uh, i had the idea i would make this make this little ad i had like the the talking points down for the ad and it was going to be a very simple one uh i, I watched a few tutorials on the best way to make them but then you, you remember I I talked about that layout I made, the, the, mm-hmm. the page I wanted to have. I couldn't figure out how to do it. I, I signed up for lead pages and tried to do it through that, and their product was horrible. Um, 
Instapage was too expensive. So I was, I was a bit stumped at how I was going to do it. And instead of what I'd usually do, which was knuckle down and just figure it out, just figure out a way to get it done. Even if it doesn't look how I wanted it to look, mm. let's get the data. Let's run an ad, see if I get anything out of it. Um, but no, I just, I went, well, I can't do it. That's, that's annoying. And it's sort of been a lot like that for the last, oh, I just thought I could hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's sort of been a lot like that for <clears throat> for the last few few weeks for me. A, a lot of my projects, I've still been doing my client work, but I've had no new conversation with any potential clients. I've um, not really reached out to any reached out to Monza about trying to start their podcast, but um, that, that was literally all I've done. So I was just, and the the less I was doing stuff, the more unmotivated I was getting. Uh, mm-hmm. I went through that gaming thing I told you, told yep. you about and messing up my sleep pattern. I've not been going to the gym. And yeah, I've just been really unmotivated to do anything. And I, mm-hmm. I just wondered how you approach stuff when, when you're unmotivated and in these ruts yeah so um it's interesting i've I've been kind of going through a similar thing lately uh just just where i kind of feel like um you know i've got six or seven projects on the go and and i'm not i I know exactly what needs to be done but i'm not really sure what to tackle first um or or what to tackle in what order i i think um it's a, it's a, it's kind of a bad time of year, uh, like a good time of year. But you know, the the summer tends to be when people do take a bit of a break, even if you're not going away specifically. Um, I think the 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 mood of of society or you know however you want to describe it does change in the in the kind of July and and does change in sort of July and August, and people aren't really you know, that kind of keen to get stuff done. And no one's, there's not a lot of urgency. Um, people are having their holidays. They're thinking about other stuff, you know, just trying to get a bit of downtime before the year ramps up again. So I think that has an impact as well, because if, you know, if the people around you are kind of feeling like, you know, a bit kind of lofty, I guess, that that can impact on you as well. It's a bit of a vicious, vicious circle. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's definitely part of it. Um, the other thing as well is it just happens like you just you just go through these patches um, at sort of peaks and troughs really um, I don't think it's anything to be too concerned about uh, you just often have to write it out or, or figure out uh, you know what what's the what's the thing that you're passionate about that you can spend some time on and try and uh, you know reinvigorate yourself um, yeah I I don't really have any like solid answers for that that kind of question, but it's I think it's just a natural part of being you know doing the kind of work that that we do. Uh, you know, go for a walk, read a book, uh, go out for lunch. Just you know, t- you don't have to, and, and don't be so hard on yourself. You know, you don't have to be uh, in front of the computer all the time. It often you know the the best ideas will come to you. When, when you're out and about and just kind of wandering around and, and, and you can kind of let your brain not concentrate and, and you know, start to get fresh ideas in there. Yeah, I, 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 I do put a lot of pressure on myself and I get more frustrated when I go through times like this. Like literally, I'll, mm. I'll be sitting sitting in front of my computer screen, I'll be reading articles, reading, scrolling Twitter, thinking... James, you, you should be you should be doing something to try and to try and grow your business, to try and get new work. You're you 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 you've got a goal. You want to be there, work towards it. And I, I just get like frustrated, and then I think about what you're saying about oh, I'll go for a walk or out for lunch, mm. and so I'll do that, and then I'll come back and I'll I'll still I'll sit down again, scroll through more Twitter, and just get frustrated at myself again. And the more and more frustrated I, I get with myself, that's that's why I ended up playing the games. I played mm. that to try and sort of just, okay, James, stop getting frustrated with yourself. Go and play some games and just, just forget about it. Don't don't worry about work for now. Just try and do something to completely take you away from that. And what I did instead is just, I, I did completely take myself away from it, but I got myself in a worse situation where I wasn't mm. sleeping and I was addicted to to games. Sorry, <laughs> games. Sorry, games. Games, yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I 
I, I see what you mean about finding something to invigorate yourself and motivate yourself again because i do find i have these trigger moments i'll listen to a podcast or yeah i'll speak to someone and they'll just they'll motivate me to do something again but i also find that i, I go through these ruts a lot a I lot think everyone I, does i genuinely think everyone does and i i just want to i just want to snap out of it and, and my my mum my says the same thing to me every time I tell her and, and my dad they say oh you, everyone needs a break sometimes I'm like I get that I have a lot of breaks a lot of breaks um but at the same time I want to be able to make sure I'm being productive and doing things I want to do because so I get most fulfillment out of being productive and do the things I set out to do yeah I, I feel great when I've when I've just nailed that blog post i wanted to get out for instance or i've just won i've just won a new client like the endorphins you get when you win a new mm. client or you get paid and that money goes into your bank account um or um or if you if you get that really long task i, I did a transcript podcast transcript in the week that is a that is a fucking mammoth task risk never mm. ever do a podcast transcript um and i got it done and i felt great and i, I think about that the the i'm a my most fulfilled and most content when I get stuff done and I get stuff I've set out to do. So why do I not do it? Uh, that, that That's the bit I don't get. I do take a lot of breaks. I do the gym in the morning. That's me taking a break. I always make sure I stop work. Uh, not a silly time. If I'm, if I'm feeling tired and watch some, watch some Netflix or something. And I, I have taken steps there because I used to just try and work through it and push through it and burn out. Mm. And I've, I've burnt myself out stupidly a few times. So I do try to make it a bit, be a bit careful with it, but I don't see why. I just I, I on times where I've got time to be able to do the work that I want to do, and I know I'll be fulfilled and happier when I do the work, that I just don't do it, and then I choose to watch YouTube and scroll through Twitch instead. Yeah, I think um, I don't know, man. It's 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 something that I personally really struggle with as well and i was chatting mm. to a mate when i was down in australia who who um who sort of said he has exactly the same problem with with real uh you know pro procrastination um and and procrastination is kind of a symptom of of other issues uh I, I think it sort of doesn't exist on its own it does tend to uh you know to, to form parts of other sort of larger problems um Man, the amount of time I spend on like Twitter during the day, and you know, you know, looking at all kinds of different crap. I've got a, a really cool app actually on my Mac, which I find quite useful, um, called Focus. Uh, and and essentially, what it does is you can you can trigger it so that it comes on at a particular time. Uh, you know, you can set a schedule, and it will actually block different websites and applications. Um, so it comes on at, you know, 8.30 in the morning and goes off at six o'clock. You can take breaks during the day. If you just want a five minute break, you can turn it off. Um, but basically, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, blogs that I read, uh, news websites, all that sort of stuff that I would find myself just kind of drifting into during the day is, is blocked. Um, I, I've started putting my phone in another room as well. So I will, I've got to, you know, if my phone needs to go on charge or whatever, I'll actually put it on charge in the, in the lounge room so that I physically have to get up and go and walk to get it. Um, I've got my watch on. If anyone rings me, you know, I hear it and it, and it buzzes on my wrist and I can stand up, walk in, pick up the phone and, and answer it. Um, but there's just so many distractions that I kind of have to put barriers in the way. Um, and I, I find personally that really works for me. Um, I'm, I'm by no means perfect. Like I still have massive ruts and, and can't get stuff done and days that I just get to the end of the day and go, what the hell did I do today? I have no idea. Um, but then other days like, um, you know, yesterday I, I had a particularly, uh, exciting piece of work that I, I'd been given that I was really passionate about. And I just spent the whole day on it and I got to the end of the day and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I hadn't, I hadn't got through a load of work, but I'd solved a bunch of challenges and I was really excited to start it again today. Um, so I think it just, it depends on a variety of factors, mate. You've just got to do, you've just got to kind of put yourself in the best position to, uh, to succeed and you can't, you can't force it because it's when you do try and force it that it makes it worse. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, I, it's probably harder for you actually, as you're solely relying on 
the work you do for your for your living Mm. Uh, whereas for me um (laughs) I i don't have to rely on doing any work outside of it i could just i could stop doing any external work and i could live quite happily mm. doing my nine to five coming home and and watching netflix until and until the end of the day but uh, i i wouldn't enjoy doing that so yeah i i it's uh, i suppose it's reassuring that it's not just me that goes through these ruts no and, absolutely not and it, even you who's been doing this full time um for a little while goes through them I just think I, I I need to find that find that other thing that that will, will sort of motivate me. The the thing I I, I really really want to do and I, I want to get working is um is having another another consistent income stream that's not oh, the agency yeah. and that's not the um that's not my full time job. I just mm-hmm. I have this this thing inside of me where I want an e commerce store to work that gets in in that is like a machine that brings mm-hmm. in regular income. And I, I started my store around like eight months ago selling phone cases. And mm-hmm. I got really into it last month um, and have stopped uh, this month because I've realized how bloody expensive it is to to run it the way I want to run it. But I just, I just want another income stream so I can an income stream i can sort of put on autopilot and mm-hmm. obviously it's never going to be autopilot but something i can set up and get working because i've never actually had a bit any of my business or projects i've set up has never actually made regular income the agency mm. um Strico is the only one that's actually made a a good amount of income for me um but nothing else i've tried has yeah i think uh one of the things I think the, the 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 quickest way to get results is to focus on one thing. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's something that I used to struggle with a lot. Was like chasing, you know, hey, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. I could set up a small business over here. I could do this. And once you actually focus and say, no, no, this is the thing. This is what I'm going to do, uh, and that's what I'm going to, you know, uh, dedicate my time to working on then uh, I think it can, um, uh, I, I think projects tend to succeed quicker when you do. And I'm not saying you have to invest 100% of your time and 100% of your energy, um, but identifying what that that kind of one thing is uh, and, and kind of pushing towards that, you know, I think is a, I'm not saying you should get rid of your store or get rid of your, you know, your agency business or anything like that, but it's it's you know start start with one thing get that working and then you know kind of try and build upon that yeah i i, I could not agree more and I, i've had this problem for the, the last few years of having complete lack of focus and too many different projects on at once um and i i should be putting more more of my effort in into the agency and growing that because that that's sort of my in the next few years that's where i want to be i want to have my 10 to 15 person agency Mm. i've got to work towards that but at the moment i'm just completely unmotivated to do any work on it um it's just it's not interesting me which which is why i just feel let me take some time out do something else for a little while it's Um, the time of year to do it like we said it's you know it's um it's summer you know nothing's really going to happen until the start of september uh, people are on holidays. People don't really want to work over over the summer break. Not on big projects. They don't want to invest. They don't, you know. So just take some time out. Just chill out. And and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, I know I mentioned it briefly before. Um, you and I both off to HubSpot's conference inbound. Oh, yeah, the yeah. first week of September. Um, you know that. Uh, I, I I find it. It's a really. It's actually a really good time of year for inbound because it's it's the first week of september like we're flying out on the 31st on the saturday i think of august um it's uh and then you get that first week of september where you're just like to really sort of pump yourself up for for the remainder of the year do you know what i mean to say right okay i've I've come full of ideas now um you know of of things i want to do uh and 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 that kind of sees you through to the end of the year i think it's a really good time just as you come out of the summer to 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 kind of re-inspire yourself um yeah so i'm i'm really looking forward to that i think it's uh, it's going to be a good event 
um, and and you know you'll you'll probably come out the back of that with loads of ideas and and inspiration and um, it should be good. You've been yeah. before, haven't you? You you were yeah, there last I, year or the year I, before or I've I've been there the past two years actually. I was just thinking. Um, th- did you say you couldn't do the episode the uh, the week before or the the Thursday before we fly on the Saturday? Because mm, I think yeah, that's correct. But we can do one on the Wednesday. Yeah, all right. So I I think we should um on the on the Wednesday do do a quick podcast to to chat about what we're going to be doing at inbound. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a um should be a good event this year. Yeah, it will be really good. Cool. Is there a, awesome, we, mate? We've we've been going an hour. Is there anything else you want to? No, talk let's about? let's leave it there for now. Yeah, cool. All right, mate. Well, I've enjoyed this therapy session. You're right. We should have called it agency therapy because it's <laughs> it's just me um uh <laughs> come coming to you with all my problems. That's um, fine, mate. Um, I'm I'm gonna come to you with some. Uh, I, I'll uh, I'll think of something and I'll uh, you you can be my guru next week. Oh yeah, I look forward to it. Awesome. All right, buddy. All right, I will. On, uh, I'll talk to you soon. See you later.